What's going on, everybody? It's Reese, and I'm here with Hakeem and Jason, and we're the Diversified Gentlemen. And today, we have the lovely Janelle with us. How you doing, ma'am? I'm doing very doing? well. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to reconnect to the three of my favorite <laughs> men. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. So we like to ask our guests uh, what makes them, when we have men on, uh, diversified gentlemen, but as you are a woman, uh, what makes you a diversified woman? Well, I think I'm diversified because I'm with three of my brothers who I serve with in arms. It's been a long time since we've connected, uh, but I wanted to pay homage to my military brethren, which is why I chose this outfit today. I like so it. I think it's diversified Fire. because... One, I serve with each and every one of you. I have a very deep connection to each one of you. And I'm just thankful to be here with you today. So tell us, what's your story? How did you become the lady you are today? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, born and raised. Uh, as I mentioned, my husband and I were a military family. We'll be heading to Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter, South Carolina this summer for our military move. But as uh, you know, served 20 years in the Air Force, retired in uh, summer of 2017. Now I'm a military spouse, still supporting uh, the agency as a contractor and mother of two beautiful daughters, Savannah and Sydney, and uh, just happy to be able to spend some time with you today. Nice. One question I have for you, we'll go back a little bit. How's the transition going from a 20-year veteran to a military spouse. How was that for you? Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, when we were in uniform preparing for retirement, you know, we were told that we could get out the military and command any job, do anything and everything we uh, wanted to. But the transition wasn't as smooth for me as I thought it would be. Uh, I retired out of Washington, D.C. And within two to three weeks of putting out innumerable amount of resumes, I felt like all my resumes were going into a black pit. Mm. And, you know, we all kind of served in the same profession, healthcare administration. I left DC out of a portfolio management position. I did get a few good interviews with TD Ameritrade. I liked finances, I liked investments, but I thought, let me put my resume out and, and see what happens. And what happened was a company saying, thank you, but you're not what we're looking for. And that was questionable to me because how could a person who had served 20 years in the military, uh, very knowledgeable, very intelligent, I felt like we should be able to do any and every job. And I thought my resume spoke that, but it didn't. But thankfully networking is something that we do in the military. In the current position that I'm in today, when I thought I had exhausted all of my avenues, it was Fourth of July weekend, 2017, and I was getting ready to sign on with Aflac to sell insurance, which really wasn't the dream I had leaving the military. That weekend, I got a call from a fellow MSC who said, Janelle, got a position for you, contractor. Uh, you can work from home and you can make the job your own. And I took it without a job description. And that is what MSCs military officers, military members can do. I was able to take this position that had no job description and make it my own. 
And four years later, this summer, I'm still in the same position. So initially, the transition wasn't easy. And I sat at my dining room table and let a warm teardrop fall mm. when I got my umpteenth one email said, uh, the consensus is you're not the person for the job. And it was an executive position. And I had served as a general executive officer. But to have a civilian organization tell me that I wasn't fit to water plants, which was in the job description, it made me pause. It made me wonder if leaving the military was the best thing that I should have done. And my husband, he saw my sadness. He saw my disheartened appearance. And he said, don't worry. No matter what you need, I'll be here to support you. You take that with a grain of salt. You know, you appreciate it. But I felt 20 years in the military should have prepared me to do more than take administrative positions. And that's almost what I was feeling led to with each denial of my resume going into the black pit. I wondered if I had made the right call, leaving you all in the military. Mm. But the networking, again, was pivotal to my career because there were peers of ours that recognized what we brought to the table. And he offered me this position and I'm thankful. So for anyone transitioning out of the military, uh, remember what you learned, you can benefit another company with that information in that experience. Do you mind telling us uh, what you're doing now? Like what, what's the current position? I, I can. It affects you all still today. Uh, as you know, uh, as healthcare administrators, we have the rollout of the MHS Genesis new electronic health record. So we're transitioning so that veterans like me and Jason and my husband, who's still active duty, one day he will get out and they shouldn't just retire his healthcare record. And then he goes to the VA and there's no continuity of care. So with MHS Genesis, these active duty individuals, their healthcare record will follow them to the VA. The project that I am assigned to under uh, DHA, our team is helping to sunset the legacy systems that you're aware of, CHCS, Alta, Accenturus, S3, ARMD. Those are systems that house our military healthcare data. We don't need all of those systems anymore but we still have to maintain that healthcare data in the event we need to correct it in the future or for law matters. Our team is housing all of that healthcare data. And as we move it and migrate it to our data warehouse, we're helping the MTF sunset their legacy systems. And that's the project that I'm assigned to. Nice, nice. And one thing you said, I wanna to touch on real quick. I think it's important people to see here, people to hear your struggle the key that i took from that is reputation of a resume mm -hmm. because of who you were the connections you made by your work mm -hmm. ethic you know you, you know you, mm -hmm. i call you a genius you're a genius and who you were <laughs> as an msc that paid off later on you know Absolutely. what i mean all those years of opfrs and resume it was nice yeah, it gives you the paperwork that shows what who you are but your reputation is what got you where you are today and how you treated Absolutely. people i think that's an important thing i admired the role you had in the mts it was one of the most difficult readiness. It was one of the positions I shied away from because I-, I Me hey, me too. <laughs> he dug his whole career. <laughs> I mean, because you imagine for the readiness officer, you had to ensure that all of our forces were ready for what have you, 
wartime and even just exercises. You know, as a group practice manager, I enjoyed making sure that our patients had access to care, access to their medical appointments. But you, I admired you most because your that. position was the one position I wondered if I could excel in. Of course, we rely on each other to do what we you know, do as MSCs. No one can do it alone. I wasn't a group practices manager by myself. You know, there was Major Doggett who taught me a lot and Major Bender, Christopher Bender before him. Our reputation is key. I even talked to now retired Major Christopher Bender two weeks ago. He is also now transitioning from his position at the VA. He was looking for assistance with employment. And so he reached out to me and my company and I also sent them a head nod saying this would be a great person for any position that you have available. So networking is going to take you far today, tomorrow, and in the future. So with the companies that, that you had uh, put your resume out to that just wasn't getting back to you with the, obviously the answer that you wanted, uh, did you ever get any feedback to mm -hmm. what you were possibly missing mm -hmm. or anything like that? One feedback I received was my salary request was too high. And I thought it was weird that we would even have to put our salary request in when putting in an application. But I was eliminated off of what I thought I should be getting. And one of the answers I received was, well, thank you. We found someone who was paid less. So you have to take that with a grain of salt. I think it's surprising that you would even have to put on an application what salary range you're seeking. But I guess the one piece of advice I would have, I went to Glassdoor, looked up that position and found out what the salary range was. I was asking way above what that price would have gone for. So do your research in that regard. Uh, that was my fault. I didn't research to recognize that that range was well below what I had commanded coming out of the military, so. You're like, mm. $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> small bills. <laughs> but you know, when I was leaving the military, one of our retired military colonel mentors told me that we as military uh, veterans should take our salary that we were making and then we should add a percentage to it, 10%, 15%, 20%, to take into account the loss of BAH and BAS mm -hmm. and I have not seen that in practice. Mm -hmm. I have not seen that in practice. And I'll tell you, that did not work for me. I would love to talk to someone who was able to apply that thinking and walked into a position using that principle. But I think for veterans transitioning out of the military, we have to think like civilians, not like retired military enlisted or military officers, because the civilian world they thank you for your service, that's about it. Mm -hmm. They don't take into account uh, the position you held, uh, the role you held. They want to know what you can do for the that you're in. And that transition, uh, it wasn't hard, but I have learned in the last four years, uh, my mentality has changed. I did bring the experience into this position, but I am a worker bee and I'm proud to call myself that. I am a uh, an Air Force Airman of one still. Mm. Uh, I don't have anyone reporting to me, but everything I do, it's Janelle is doing it. I can't delegate it. I can't direct anyone else to do my work for me. 
And, and that transition took some time because we leave the military directing and delegating and, and they applaud us for that. We, we get ranked for that. In the civilian world, it's what did you produce? What did you bring to the table? And, and now I would recommend to anyone separating, you have to find your niche, your signature strength, what you can do, what makes you stand out. And in this position, I had to stand out. Mm. I've been a 100% remote employee from the day I retired. Very few people have seen me. Very few people can look and see what Janelle can do. It's what my emails say. It's what my documents and my deliverables say about my work, my time limits. I set suspenses for myself, self-imposed. Very few people tell me how to do my job. And that's where our experience in the military came into play. Mm -hmm. I still support a military government agency. It was the same agency I retired from. That was a benefit. That was one of the biggest benefits of transitioning straight into a remote position. I already knew the culture. And even when we have new individuals come onto our team, I'm seen as a gatekeeper now. I've been on this team since August, 2017, the same month I retired. And so the culture, thankfully for me, is the same. Mm. You know, we're very professional. Uh, we still have some military on our team. We have civilians, we have contractors, but the expectation, they look at us and say, I shouldn't have to tell you how to do your job. Now we say, this is what I'm going to do. And if uh, your team and your project leads accept it, they accept it. If they want some direction or something different, they'll let you know. But at this point in our career, I think we should tell our team, this is what I can do for the project for the project team at large and for the organization. And that's what I'm trying to do. So one of our fellow uh, diversified gentlemen uh, who did 22 years in the military, he says his only regret is that he didn't get out at 20 like he did. So yes. uh, do you agree with that? Do you, um, when, when you look back, do you wish, you know, cause now you're at, you're at the, um, the, the, the stage where I'm pretty sure you're, you're getting the, or looking at Facebook and you're saying people are getting promoted and you're like, oh, this is my year group. Do you mm -hmm, ever look back mm -hmm. and say, man, I wish I would have stayed in or you look like our buddy, uh, Jason, like, nah, this is orange. <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> well, it was a, it was a perfect time for me. You know, I still have friends in, girlfriends in, and sometimes I think we feel we're not prepared to transition. For me, as a mother, two young children, and mill to mill, you know, each of us has a different reason for staying and for going. For me, it was our, our family. We had to put our daughters in perspective, two military spouses. I could only imagine what my daughters would have had to deal with, one of us constantly on the go. So I tried preparing for a transition while we were at Ramstein. Two years out, I started taking taps, mentally preparing myself financially preparing myself, uh, even with the experiences, I tried different avenues. I wanted to do finances, so I started talking to the financial sector. Considered healthcare, would I wanna work in a clinic or a hospital? I tried very different avenues, but the decision to leave at 20, it was the right one for me. One, because my husband was still in the military and he and I had to make decisions. If I stayed, it would 
difficult for him to do some of the military goals that he had in mind and for our children. I think they are two of the happiest kids on the block. I work from home, so it's beneficial now with COVID. You know, we're virtually schooling them for the last year. So for me, it it was good. And career-wise, I am so glad that I retired because I don't, this is almost a dream job. Mm -hmm. When it it first was presented to me, it wasn't a dream job. But now it is. Four years later, I have now written my job description. I recognized leaving the military, there were some gaps, some knowledge gaps that I had. And I recognized obtaining the PMP certification, the project management professional certification. It was very instrumental for my career uh, because I, one, liked learning. And when I was a young lieutenant, I was sharing the sister with my, sharing the sword with my sister. I worked in the resource management flight, the finance flight. And that was one area that I wasn't very strong in. And I was sitting with one of my uh, employees and we were going over a financial summary. And as he was making his way through the spreadsheets, I was tracking every movement that was made, every calculation that was made, and then a step would skip. And I said, excuse me, I don't know how you got that calculation. And the response from that individual, he said, job security. He skipped a step on purpose to see if I had caught it. Wow. I did catch it. And, you know, I'm the flight commander. This is my employee. And I have recognized from that experience, which was my first flight command, we have to learn to be in a position of authority knowledge-wise. We cannot allow gaps of knowledge to prevent us from doing the job that we're doing. And when I transitioned out of the military, I had to strive to be that position of authority, that knowledge of authority, because who am I working with? There's no one I can go down the hall to and ask a question. There's no one that I can say, go over this with me. And so I studied and studied and applied. I studied and applied. Uh, I was a project scheduler when I first joined this team. I had never used Microsoft Project a day in my life. However, Every course that I could take on Microsoft Project, I took it. When I was still in the DC area, I took some time and did over-the-shoulder training. But the majority of the things I've done in this position, they were my own efforts. I had to study. I had to find the time to make myself the SME. And it has proven in the last two months, huge dividends. Huge dividends because when I sat for the PMP exam in December, a four-hour exam, 200 questions. As I was making my way through it, it then dawned on me that I had finally become, for the first time in my life, I felt like the SME. Mm -hmm. While in the military, there was always an MCO or airman that I could go to and they would say, oh, ma'am, this is how it's done. And you thank them for that and you take their information and you present it. There is no one under me now that can hand me their work and then I explain it to our senior leaders. I am now that person. And when yeah, it sucks that MSC, that's one of the only downsides. You kind of be gotta be a jack of all trades because you know you're you're just kind of slotted for two years to do something, but within six months they can say, We got something, we got a better opportunity for you. Or, <laughs> you know, you have a flight and then they'll give you another flight. And then it's like, figure it out, you know. And like you said, you gotta you got a strong NCO in there, you know. 
And he's like, okay, so you can't. And when you just finally, when it starts clicking, it's time to either move or move. got a new job or a new move. boss comes in and they want it a different way. Um, and yeah, you, you, you get all, basically you're just learning how to be a jack of all trades. You're learning how to manage real well. You're learning personalities, but very, um, not too many MSCs, hospital administrators are that subject matter experts. Because if you are in our, you know, career field, um, our line of work, that can actually be like a career killer. Absolutely. Because they, they want to look at your record like, we want you to hit as many right. uh, sections in the hospital as you can. Why, why right. did you only do logistics? That's right. I question yeah. why you've been sitting in one position too long. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. So you, you, you went through your hardships, right? You had uh, some, some obstacles, some hurdles to, to, to jump over. Looking back, um, because it, it sounded like your mind, the, the way you had to think had changed completely, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So knowing what you know now, talking to yourself four years ago, absolutely. Um, what advice What advice would you give yourself uh, now if you were four years ago? Like what, what advice would you give yourself? I would say, Janelle, set your goals and stick to them. When I retired, I had the PMP book. Someone had given it to me. They said, study, take this test. I said, sure, I'll get to it. Mm. I set the goal and I set it aside. Mm-hmm. I set it aside and I had the, I actually have it here in, in this book. I have goals that I said, Janelle, you're gonna do it. When you set a goal, you really do need to put a time frame in mind and work towards it. It was three years, three years of saying, this is the goal that I'm going to achieve. And most individuals know the exam changed. And yep. so that really pushed me to say, okay, <laughs> I really do have to, to take this exam. And one of my biggest failures was the day I took the first PMP exam on December 23rd, I did not charge my laptop. And into the four hour test at hour three, my laptop crashed. I had 40 questions left and my laptop crashed and I panicked, but I did go into MSC mode Mm -hmm. within two minutes after my laptop crashed. I was on the phone with PMI and Pearson view and I was able to get my test rescheduled for the very next week. By the grace of God, a lot of individuals did not feel prepared and they canceled their exams for the next week, which made an opening for me, but I was disappointed because I could have not tested Mm -hmm. and then I would have had to restudy and prepare for the new exam. So I would say set goals and work toward them until they're completed. Don't keep putting them on the back burner. It really could have affected me negatively if I couldn't have taken the test again the next week. You were building a reputation up, who you are. Like we know you, we know we've been here for a while, your reputation. Were you purposeful and done a reputation out during your career? And the reason I ask that is that were there failures, things you had happen that you had to adjust to make sure you protect your reputation throughout your career? You know, when I was in Germany, one of our coworkers, the one thing she said was, Janelle, you're likable. And I said, yeah. but who are you? She says, no, really, you're likable. People like you. I would take that just from being a, a Charlestonian, the way I was raised. I'm thankful that I brought that into the military and it's still serving me well. One of uh, my mentors told me, he says, 
Janelle, if you become a squadron commander one day, your you know your reputation is great, but your uh, your likability you're too likable in that sense. Mm. And I said, then maybe the maybe the military in those positions isn't for me, because you know I'm a touchy feely person. Yeah. You are who you are. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am. But he was protecting me. He was letting me know that when you cross over into that role, into that position, then you can't be who you are. And that really made me think. Hmm. To, to take a role in a position where I could be questioned for how I feel and how I act. And so thankfully, I didn't have to choose those roles. And I was able to be who I am. And I took that same uh, person into this position. I, I do feel like I am the sunshine in, in my in my team. We went from a mem- five member team to 51. And oh, wow. we use a program called Slack. And so yeah. in the morning, we say good morning. I'm uh, Every morning I say Guten Morgen, mm. all. And then I put five sunshines or six or seven or eight. And so that is me. I think when you go into any organization, you have to bring you with it. And that hasn't changed from, from Airman Basic, Janelle Just to Janelle Quinn, a defense contractor. I feel like I'm the same person I was when I entered the military in 1997. So your reputation is, is what it is, but it's really who you are. Nice. Just being yourself, being natural. Just being your, you just weren't trying to yourself. be somebody you weren't, trying to build up, build up a mm-hmm. character, just being who you are. And when someone told me that I couldn't be who I wanted to be, then I had to recognize Maybe that isn't the role or position for me. And so when it was brought to my attention that it's time to start vectoring your career, then I was honest with our senior leaders because my senior leaders were yours at the time. Mm -hmm. And I said, then maybe it's time for retirement. Maybe it's time for me to look at other roles. And I'm so glad I did. Transitioning at 20 was good for me because now I can really be me. Um, Don't have to worry about hugging in this environment, but... I, I still am who I am, and I take the joy and passion that I have for any position into any role that I'm in. It's so disheartening to, for someone to tell mm-hmm. you that you can't be you. That's right. You know? I mean, like, I get it. Maybe a part of it was him protecting you, but he doesn't know if you were going to fail or not. Like, I think that's just, I don't know. It's a little disheartening. I, I think he was trying to protect me. I mean, we were in the military. Uh, yeah. We're, we're in a gentler, kinder military, but I think I understood where he was coming from. But I think we need to know our, our own strengths and weaknesses. And I then decided that if I may perhaps one day make a decision that isn't in the best interest of myself or, or my organization, then transitioning probably was the best thing to do. Um, I believe I was a professional at all times. I am who I am. And I, I took the advice given throughout my career to heart and, and I'm happy. But in the current career field that I am, I'm still a professional. I, I am still a professional and I use guidance uh, in everything that I do, I pray. I learn from my mistakes, but I will never forget that piece of advice that was given to me. Uh, so. I'm thankful. I'm still who I am today. And it definitely has benefited me greatly. In this position, I have had people go to bat for me in in great ways. And I think it's because of my reputation and who I am. And and they know know me. 
And that's interesting. I'm on a virtual team. I'm on a virtual team and I haven't seen my team members in over a year and they know me, they know me. And so when you leave whatever position you're in, make sure that they know you and they know what you're capable of. Yeah, as that supervisor, I mean, it's part of their, their job to, you know, mold you, groom you and give you, you know, honest feedback, just like a parent, a parent would like, I want to be a singer. And you're like, how about you be a doctor? <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> or suited for you. And you know, doesn't mean you you're a bad person. And you you may have taken that command and um excelled, but you know, as a supervisor, he may was being true to himself and give you honest feedback from what he's uh, so, uh, and I thank him for that. I, I still thank him for that. So Hakeem kind of mentioned it. So we're about to go around um and give give our audience something to to take with them but uh we we want to get some advice from you so the people listening now um you can give advice on anything from those transitioning out of the military uh those who are military spouses who have you know some some issues with um that not transition but just that lifestyle because we don't talk about that a lot because we've never been military spouses. So um, just if you could just share kind of some tips and what helps you push through, through that, that'd be great. Well, I'm going to focus on education. Mm. That has been important in this new transition for me. You know, when we sign our signature block in the military, we used to put MSC. Now you see MBA, uh, you see PMP and the industry that I am in, education is key. Mm -hmm. You can make a recommendation all day, but the question is from your team, how do we know that's correct? How do we know that we can rely on that information? And so for anyone who is looking to do better in any profession, if there is an industry certification for your role, I would recommend working towards it or learning more about it I feel so much more confident as a spouse knowing that I can transition to any city with my husband because I now have an industry worldwide certification that says Janelle can enter into your organization and give you her very best. So that's what I would recommend. Learn as much as you can about the industry you're going into. Okay. What about you, Jason, our other fellow retiree? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm a experienced retiree now. <laughs> I would say, I mean, just bouncing off of who we just talked to, Janelle, the biggest thing that I just learned today that I think is important over transition, whether it's military, whether it's going to a different job, is reputation over resume. Um, people you work with, I don't care if you are a janitor at McDonald's, you got to excel in that position. Build reputation up your hard work, being on time, being the best toilet scrubber, floor mopper that can be in McDonald's. Because reputation is gonna, gonna follow you before you get somewhere. The guy who told me this, uh, I forgot the Colonel's name. It was years ago. But your reputation beats you anywhere. Before you even get there, reputation already beats you there. People are gonna call about you. They're gonna ask about you. And who you are uh, via somebody's words is more important than what they can read on paper. Because if I, if I call about somebody and they tell me this person's this, I'm gonna believe that over what's written on paper. You can write anything on paper. You can write certifications. You can write this many hours doing these things here. 
But what comes down to it is that human network of people knowing who you are. So blossom where you are. I don't care what job it is, what position is be the best at, at where you are and let your reputation build up. That way, that is what precedes you. And that was written on paper. You got for him, Hakeem. So one thing that uh, we've talked about this before, and Jason preaches this, is writing your goals down. Right. I'm really glad uh, you brought that up as well, Janelle. So you have a goal, write it down. I actually started that practice from my boy Jason because I wasn't doing it before. Mm -hmm. um, write your goals down. Um, speak them into existence and, uh, you know, just work hard on them. Don't get discouraged. And, you know, you're, uh, you'll definitely see your, your successes uh, come to fruition. So Hakeem, I have to, I have to let you know, one of my goals is to get back yeah. into shape. And so okay. I, I look at your Facebook. Power Hakeem. I'm making sure that is a goal for me uh, to, you know, COVID we're home. And so I've uh, changed my diet since January. I'm working out. So I wanted you to know my goal is to one day flex like you on Facebook. Hey, and, 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 Hakeem, hey. You already got the poses down. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Hakeem, so motivating the world. One <laughs> yeah. trap at a time. Hey, one third trap at a time. Hey, so, you know, the only thing I got is, uh, like, for those transitioning, I'm three years out. You know, Hakeem's two years out. We talk about it all the time. We are working towards that now. We don't want to be that that person that um, hits the button or there's force shaping, or we just one day realize that, dang, it's time to go. What do I want to do? So like you said, take advantage of all those. Um, e e while you're in the military, just those emails that come up from the base that everyone deletes real quick, there may be a green belt class. There may be a, a, a PMP class, project management. Mm -hmm class that's free ask your supervisor hey um you mind if i take a week to do that and and also be be honest with your supervisors doing those feedbacks uh you know i let i let my current one know that uh this may be the last one for me or i would like to actually pcs to to san antonio after this so i can retire out, out of there you know my um my family would like to be out there so kind of kind of keep setting those goals, uh, be consistent. Um, and then, yeah, work, work towards those because it, the military ends for everybody. It's, it's inevitable period. Um, and then you just got to keep that in mind and, and really take the leader as to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, one thing I want to say real quick, when you come to setting your goals, if you set those goals, also set habits to help you reach those goals Absolutely. and you can do to help you move forward on those. Don't just write something down and say, my goal is to do this. Like, you want to get in shape. Don't say, I want to get in shape. And they're going to eat a bunch of Cheetos. Say, all right, what am I going to do every single day to get me in shape? You know? <laughs> Pick something. Something actionable. That is yeah. true. I'll just call uh, Hakeem. Yeah. That's fine. Call Hakeem. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we appreciate uh, you, you joining us today. And thank you very much for, those, for that story and those tips. I am we'll make so sure. proud of you all. I am so, oh. I am so honored to be on your podcast when I first saw you launch. My heart skipped a beat. And to actually be in the flesh with you all today, this is a highlight of my 2021 and beyond. All right. Uh -huh. I like that. Y'all heard it here first. Nice. <laughs> all right. With, with that, hey, thank you for uh, watching this, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe. Thank Peace. You. All right. Have yeah. a good one.